My name is Casey Atnip, but my friends call me Catnip. You're listening to I like the only gay person in the room, and I'll be the only gay person in the room. So I, I bring her because I, we both like can just laugh about everything. Cat Welcome to Cat Chats. My name is Casey Atnip. I go by Catnip. And today's episode of Cat Chat is brought to you by Empower Fitness. Thank you to Empower Fitness for sponsoring this episode. Uh, today, we're kind of back in a new format. Um, you will probably notice that there's not as many people um, on today's podcast because we're switching it up a little bit. And today, I am going to talk to the student body president of Texas A&M University, Bobby Brooks. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm really good. So... I used, a couple weeks ago, we stopped doing regular Cat Chat podcasts, which we have like 16 episodes under our belt, um, and they're really fun, but they were kind of very eclectic and, you know, different people on it every now and then, and I've been watching um, Joe Rogan a lot, which I feel like everybody knows the Joe Rogan podcast, but there's a couple um, other radio people who have cool podcasts where they just interview fun people and there's one guy uh bobby bones in nashville which of course he's like national (laughs) radio guy yeah yeah he's he's, from austin right yeah yeah, he's yeah he uh from arkansas did uh like a decade in austin um so and he was syndicated in college station so we know him here but he's in nashville and he just gets all these cool writers and celebrities and whatever i mean that's what i guess that's what comes with being a nationally syndicated (laughs) radio personality but i said okay like let's let's get some content on a on a podcast that's gonna be fun and interesting and like you know what let's stop trying to throw ourselves out to the national audience like let's just hit fun stuff here in college station and for some reason i think i messaged you probably like two or three months back Mm -hmm. and it was something on instagram and i was like hey man that's funny that's you're like a tweet or, or instagrammed about a song or something and i said oh hey by the way would you be interested in doing this thankfully you responded yes and i appreciate yeah, that i'm always glad to help so thanks for coming on um you're the student body president of texas a&m that's a big university <laughs> Slightly. um yeah so what i mean where where are you from like where'd you grow up here in texas yeah, actually, so I, I was born in Houston, and then I moved to Central Texas when I was pretty young, which is why I know Bobby Bones. Uh, okay, so, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm from Belton. It's just about 40 miles north of Austin, mm-hmm. uh, so so right up in that area. But, you know, my mom's from New York. My dad's just born and raised Texan, and so uh, I actually grew up on a goat farm. That's something interesting <laughs> about it. Yeah, not many people know God, that about I me. I love goats. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. They're, they're fun. Uh, goats are they're something else. They're like... I feel like they try and sabotage you sometimes. Like, yeah. you, you can't really trust them, right? Um, They're kind of like the a-hole version of a yeah, dog. Yeah, no, no, I agree entirely. Um, they'll, you know, they'll get stuck in the fence and you have to get them out. They'll, like, <laughs> they'll attack you whenever you're trying to get food. They just, like, they don't respect you. Um, all they care about is, like, putting themselves first. But they're smart. So um, that's just an interesting thing about me. I don't think a lot of people know that I was actually raised on a goat farm, that I, I grew up raising goats. <laughs> Okay, so Belton, Texas. So how'd you end up at A&M? Uh, so my dad actually uh, went to A&M 50 years before I did. He's class of 68. Um, he graduated, and then he went and served in Vietnam with the Army. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and so um, I grew up kind of already knowing about Texas A&M, about mm-hmm. all the things here, um, just kind military of the family. Tradition yeah, the military yeah. tradition, the family, all the things with it. Um, and so whenever it came time for me to apply to college, my parents were like, look, Unless you're going to pull out some really good scholarships, we, we're <laughs> going to want you at Texas or or A and M. And so I thought about it, and really, I didn't even see myself going to Texas. Really? I, you know, I had the grades; it just wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd liked A and M. I knew I always liked A and M. And so I said A and M all the way, baby. And so you know, here we are. That's awesome. That's interesting yeah. that um, your parents. See, I figured they would have. So my brother, it's he's married. He's not. He hasn't had kids yet. But even now, he's saying, "Oh no." My kids are going to A and M. Like I won't pay for them them to go anywhere else except for A and M. And so you know, your dad being in the military, being in, in you know all, all that background, I was like, oh, he's just gonna say go to and he's like, oh, and go to Texas or go to A and M. I was like, that's interesting. No, yeah, it's it's interesting. My dad, I know, wanted me to go in the military. Um, that mm-hmm. was just an experience that he really valued growing yeah. up. So I think he wanted the same for me. Um, but you know, my dad's had an interesting parenting style. I told him that really wasn't for me uh, at the time, at least, and not what I wanted to do. And so he he respected that and kind of backed off. Although I, I think I 
woke up one time and I had a brochure for the Corps of Cadets underneath the pillow. <laughs> like my, my dad, he's trying to get you in yeah, some no, way. He was, he was crafty. He was crafty. Um, so. And you're, you weren't in the Corps, right? No, 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 no. I was not in the Corps. Yeah, it was not my gig either. Nah, no, I, I respect people who do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just the same thing. Like some people really want to do fraternities and sororities. Yeah. Some people want to do intramurals. Yeah. Some people want to do the Corps. I can't really understand why, but you know what? <laughs> You do I, you, and I'll, and I'll be happy with it. I like sleeping at 5 a.m. too much. Uh, to be yeah, for real, like, yeah. I think that's my thing. Yeah, I don't like being forced to do physical, uh, <laughs> physical, inter- whatever it is, their PT or whatever, physical training, at, yeah. you know, running through the marching band. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I could never do the core. No. I, I was thinking about the yeah. other day, and I was like, yeah, man, those guys are just way more hardcore than me. I was in marching band, and marching band, like, it's a little, I mean, it's, 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 you know, rigorous and you, you know, you're up in your training and stuff, but it's yeah. in high school. And it's like, this is just a really extreme version of marching band. Yeah. It's like, I can't, yeah. I can't um, do that. I, I didn't play any instruments in high school. So obviously Aggie band was not for me. Uh, I would have been a, a drain on the talent there. Um, but you know, regular core, sure. It would have been a good time, uh, had I committed to it or whatever, but, um, I've got friends that do it. They really like it actually. Uh, one of my really good friends, he's the recruiting officer for it. So, uh, he gives me all their propaganda what, all the time. And I'm sure you work somewhat closely with them being student yeah. body president. Yeah. And, and if we're going to be honest, and I should know, but I actually have no idea what the student body president does at <laughs> Because I say that I should know because I was actually not, I wouldn't say I wasn't on the campaign staff, but I was on the campaign team, whatever, yeah. for Jeff Pickering. Oh, really? Way back. Yeah. So yeah, Jeff wow. Pickering is actually okay. a really good friend. Okay. He and I went to high school together. He was actually my student body president in yeah. high school. In two in two thousand eight, and then in two thousand twelve, he was our student body president here. I think it was two thousand twelve. Anyway, but I was like holding signs, and I have the I had the Jeff Pickering blue shirt with the yellow circle and the JP. I love it. Yeah, and so I mean, and I did some of his campaign like during his actual um, tenure as president. I did some like campus updates or whatever with him, some videos and stuff. What, what like what's a day to day like what are some like okay so what's like a day to day for the student body president like just duties that you're expected to do and then what are some of it well go with that and then I'll have a follow up question <laughs> okay so uh, the way I like to describe it is whenever you get a job and there's that other duties is assigned part at the bottom of the page right imagine that being maybe like eighty percent of your job yeah um, okay so, <laughs> yeah so um, student body president really changes year to year um, I mean obviously first and foremost you need to be working on those projects that you want to bring in yeah um, and and actually I think we we can talk about one of them later about um, Richard Spencer kind of work um, so yeah. yeah so that that's been one <laughs> yeah well, we we've got some interesting topics I think we can hit on today um, but yeah so some of those individual projects that you want to work on uh, and that's going to be kind of at your own pace your own uh, determination so focusing on like working to bring mental health access and like figuring out apps or do we need to work on telepsychiatry uh, talking to those outside providers and then talking to administrators and seeing if they can negotiate on something and then even get the money going in that direction so that's kind of what you need to be constantly working on a slow roll consistently um, and then the next part of that to be quite honest is just a bunch of whatever the university throws at you uh, so the student body president at AM is actually a very traditional and ceremonial role in a lot of ways it's a lot of PR yeah it's yeah. a lot of PR in a lot of ways um, and, and so I do enjoy that um, to an extent but sometimes it can be frustrating when you're just asked to go sit somewhere just to go sit somewhere and that yeah. happens a lot um, and then if you don't want to sit there then people get offended so you're like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do it um but honestly my favorite thing with all the ceremony and the tradition of that is whenever i get to go speak to high school groups um i get to go talk right to them. yeah it's, it's so, so much fun. fun it's fun i love high school groups they're um you know it's just they're, they're kind of looking at you they're yeah. terrified they ask you, you know what's good freshman advice well, and they think yeah and yeah. they think you're just like hot shot like you, you <laughs> could be know. you could be like a d student and like yeah. in you know the school of ag or you know you're failing out of the engineering department and you're, they're just like you're in college oh my gosh <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's crazy they'll they'll you know, my favorite thing is they always ask, like, what, what, what do you do in your free time? Like, what do you actually spend your time on? Sleeping and eating yeah, no, noodles. I, I, I'm like, oh, we have a vibrant scene. You know, whatever. I, I try and come up with um, excuses for We have them. wonderful opportunities um, to volunteer. Yeah. No, well, okay. I actually do tell them. I'm like, yeah, right. we're ridiculously involved as a university. Yeah. Like, A&M community. That's one thing with SVP. Um, so, obviously, we have all the ceremonial stuff. But then we have the external stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I might... 
be traveling to Florida or Louisiana to meet with other SEC schools, or we're going to lobby in D.C. Um, yeah, I see you in D.C. a whole lot for being a college yeah. student. Um, yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> well, a lot of that is my, my own personal projects because I've okay. got a lot of interests um, and, and just managed to get some of the right connections. I'm lucky on that end. Um, and, and that's just kind of where I guess my life's heading up, but who knows at this point. Um, but yeah, so that external part, I, I get to represent A&M to all those people and get to talk about just some of those really cool things. But then it makes me realize we're not we're, we're not normal. We're not like the other college campuses. Yeah. <laughs> we're, um, we're extremely involved. We've got a lot of people with a lot of energy. We're constantly into something. And, and that's something I actually really like about the campus. You're not going to find students on other campuses that are so connected to the surrounding community and are so willing to put energy in on a regular basis to improve that community. Um, so that's definitely something that's fun. But yes, we've got our ceremonial stuff. We've got our projects that we work on internally. And then we have a lot of that external representation. Um, but overall, I, I'd say it, you can easily put in a 40-hour work week if, if you're um, wanting to. Are you interested in moving to Washington after? Like, are you is politics a thing like, so, that you're wanting to pursue? <laughs> I tell my friends that if I'm ever in politics, please assassinate me. Like, I, oh, my I, God. I, like, please just get rid of me. I don't want to be in politics. Hot take. No, yeah. I don't, like, don't want to be in politics. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed with America's political culture. Um, I, and I'm sure most people that oh. would be listening to this can agree to that one. Um, so I, I want to work with politics not in politics if that okay. makes sense yeah. so um a lot of my work has been in global development so kind of uh breaking you know cycles of poverty uh working in international affairs and advocating and you know for for world solutions yeah. as well as diplomacy on behalf of the u.s oh wow so, like so furthering the world like for, yeah, yeah no, furthering the greater good I love community. okay cool yeah i love languages i love <laughs> yeah. foreign cultures i love all these things i'm constantly working on them and so that's that's where a lot of my research goes um you know right now i'm writing a paper about breaking poverty in Fiji. And and hmm. so I love these things. And then, but you know, the only way to start accomplishing things is you have to work with politics. Yeah. Um, you, you have to work with those elected officials. You have to work with the people that, you know, have the, the, you know, votes put into them and whatnot. Um, but that, I, th I think that explains my with politics, not in politics yeah. answer a little bit better. I yeah. feel like Parks and Rec has taught me a whole lot about, <laughs> I feel like Parks and Rec has taught me about how government can work in a very obviously satirical way, yeah. and then the office taught me about. It, 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 so watching the office when I was in high school, I was I was always thinking, oh wow, that's funny, haha. <laughs> and then I got into an office and started working, and it got really kind of depressingly real about yeah. <laughs> what the office like. Oh, it's yeah. a Parks and Rec right back with that, but yeah, I mean no, it it it's I I like I like the statement. I want to work with politics, not in politics. I appreciate that. Um, so big picture here at a and you know, your day-to-days, you're the face of the university, um, uh, you know, going to all these ceremonies, high school kids, things like that. But what are some of the bigger projects and things, you know, whether that's, you know, campaign promises that you made, things that you said, this is what we're going to do, um, or just things that have come up? Like, what are some of the big highlights? Because, I mean, we're nearing, right now yeah. it's April. No, 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 we are April, basically So we're done. nearing the end. Yeah. Uh, student, body, student body elections have already happened, right? Yeah, uh, they have already happened. We have this yes. new person coming in. Her yeah. name's Amy Sharp. She's yes, great. Yeah. that's right. Amy, yeah, we love Sorry, her. Sorry, I'm off campus. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as in tune. That's fine. You yeah. have a full, you got your own life going yeah. on. Um, but yeah, so we've got Amy coming up. But uh, I'd say probably my biggest project that I was really proud of this year um, was working to develop uh, this divisive speaker thing. Um, so right. in regards to whenever we had Richard Spencer um, oh, come oh. to campus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whenever we had Richard Spencer come to campus, there was such, uh, you know, a fallout from that and so much struggle that we had that I was like, you know what, we need to come up with a plan that we can actually act upon year after year. Right. So I worked with all the student leaders. I worked with, um, well, obviously myself, um, and then administration. Right. And we came up with a plan that we can hold ourselves to in the future. So for whenever we do have someone coming like that, um, and hopefully can alleviate some of the stress because a lot of so what, what we see whenever a divisive speaker comes to campus is there's just this kind of big outrage and people are upset, but then you don't look and see what's going on behind the scenes where administration is meeting with like the FBI to make sure that there are no threats against the university, um, <laughs> where student leaders are sitting there getting yelled at by administrators yeah. uh, saying like, we were trying to get the students to do something, but they're not working with us, you know, stuff like that. Like there's so much stress that goes, stress that goes on behind the scenes, um, they can be really difficult to coordinate that. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely one of the things I've been working on this So, year. for anyone listening, let me, we're going to talk to the audience for a second here. <laughs> Bobby's being very polite right now. Richard Spencer 
Okay, so you know what? Let's 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 have the, let's have a little fun little game right now. Bobby, who is Richard Spencer? Okay, so L um, give me a real nice <laughs> give me a real nice bow this. on it. I hope I don't get the university sued. Uh, no, 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 no. See, no, that's, no. that's what I'm saying. Like you, like you have to speak <laughs> no. in a very in a very uh, what, yeah, politically no, correct way. No. Yeah. So Richard Spencer, I think uh, he's he's a self-described um, white nationalist. He he's uh, in essence someone that spews a lot of hateful words. Um, he's promoted, and I quote, uh, "peaceful ethnic cleansing" um, <laughs> in the past. Oh. Yeah. This man, this man is ridiculous, um, and I think half of him knows that he's ridiculous, which is the interesting part. Um, the other half, I don't think, is aware of that. Um, but you know, he's he's an interesting man. But yeah, so basically, he promotes a bunch of things that uh, I really do not agree with whatsoever. Yeah, I, th I think the majority of people don't. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, is evidenced by the <laughs> massive outrage we've had every time yeah. he's come. But yeah, th this man, he's a uh, he, he's something special. He he spends a lot of his time in D.C. and actually mainly targets college campuses with his mm -hmm. ideas because I think a lot of his platform is that he's uh, he, he doesn't like college campuses. He, he knows that students are very, um, you know, hypersensitive to, to these issues and really want to put in work to fighting, you know, racial disparities in the states and, and issues like that. And so he kind of targets it with his very intense language just to kind of get a reaction. That's what this guy's living is made yeah. off of. Is, oh, it's reactions. Is, yeah, is, is reactions and lawsuits that he wins. Getting, getting punched getting, on yeah. YouTube and then suing people yeah. for it. No, that, that's literally how this guy makes his life. It's, you know, it's an interesting style. It's annoying. Uh, <laughs> so I, it's something you said made me think of, um, there's these, have you heard of these false flag hoaxers? So basically, um, uh, anytime there's a sh like a like a, a shooting at a church or a school, it's these people that will go and say this didn't happen. You can't you can't prove that they're right. Okay. Or, you know you can't you can't prove you can't. that this actually happened. No, 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 yeah. Show me show me the death certificate. Show me the birth certificate. It's like, like the, the it's like the flat earthers. Yeah, except yeah flat for, earthers yeah. <laughs> or like people that say the Holocaust didn't happen. Okay. It, yeah. it's, oh, I know those it's, people. It's a it's a similar thing to that in the way of they're just going say outlandish thing to get rises out of people. No. Uh, try to sue people uh, and get documentaries made about them or whatever. News crews following them, they get exposure, whatever. Yeah. So Richard Spencer, so you put a really nice bow on it. He's a modern day Nazi that thinks white people are are the master race. He's you know just Nazi two point It's really stupid. It's really annoying. He's an idiot. He's a jerk. I hate him. Um, and when he got punched in the face on YouTube, while I don't promote violence, that was funny. It was kind of funny. It was funny. <laughs> it was definitely funny. And I, it it was a lot of because for me, like I work in local media. Oh my gosh, like I can't like. I say that I had a lot of stress because of that, but I can't imagine like you and the rest of the university because we, there were FBI, like there was yeah. all kinds of people here and around town. I mean, I mean, there was, they had to bring in mounted, like there was yeah. a horse, like a, a cavalry, like riding through campus, pushing people back. And I was like, man, we are one crazy person away mm -hmm. from something real bad happening. Cause yeah. I went out there because they had the Aggies United event, which I went and we supported and we promoted, which it was awesome that they had it. But then there was people outside right across, you know, Kyle Field and the MSC are a tennis balls throw away. Yeah. Um, and there was just this wall of people yeah. out there, which I'm very, I'm very proud of our university for, tr for holding an event to counteract that and, you know, spread positivity. But I also can't say that I'm not proud of the people that stood out there and showed the outrage, showed that we didn't want to stand for that. Um, I was, it was a mixed thing because I hated that it came here. I hate, I put out a tweet. I said, I hate that this is coming to our town. Yeah. I hate this because this is, I mean, so like you, I grew up outside of Houston in Lake Jackson, um, down there, okay. you know, raised in. Dow Chemical Territory, um, and I lived there. You know, I lived there until I was eighteen and moved here. And I've lived here since two thousand ten. And for all kinds of reasons, besides just physically living here for eight years, this is my home now. Like this is where you know I've I've uh, made friends, where I've gone to church. It's where I've you know volunteered and connected with the community and all kinds of different projects. Went to school at A and M. You know, I'm a class of fourteen, and this is where I work now. And this is where we. Pour, I is where I pour my time. I, my comp, I make money for our company, and we do fundraisers to pour back into the community. And this guy's coming in here and trying to mess with us, and that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. And it really made me upset. Um, but I am proud of the way that the community, because you saw a lot of people from, especially I saw. I, I I guess I frequent the downtown Bryan area a lot, and there's a whole you know group of professors and you know, kind of more um, arts-centered um, 
friends down there and I saw so many of them that normally don't come to campus or our side of town just come out in droves and I was so proud of that because it's their community too um and then the student body reaction was really good I was really happy with it it was there was a couple different things going on but I felt like all in all even you know whether they were you know because it's seems to be split so often the liberal college students the conservative college students all seem to really be like no this guy does not is not with us and there were so many people inside that room too when richard spencer spoke i mean there it seemed like there was barely any supporters for him in there yeah no well that's the thing um you you actually bring up you brought up an interesting point where you talk about those those people like you were one person away from something really bad happening yeah Um, it was scary well yeah because i was out there too and it was yeah So many people were getting brought in from Dallas and Houston and, and on either side. Um, you know, you, you had people being just bust in to cause trouble yeah. uh, for, for the community. And that was what made me the saddest is, okay, Richard Spencer can come here and he can speak. But I know at the end of the day that our, our students are going to be able to handle it, right? Yeah. Like we're, our community we're, is good. Yeah, like our, we our know. community is good. We can handle it. Yeah. Um, but, but what made me sad and what frustrated me was the fact that we had people that were intentionally getting paid to come here to come and cause that trouble. Yeah. Um, or even if they weren't getting paid they were uh, just coming of their own volition to make a point or or something and they're using our campus as a battleground for that and that's just nothing that this campus ever should be intended for is to be a battleground for for uh, hateful ideologies like that um so so it's really disappointing um but overall we handled it well we had a lot of different options we obviously had aggies united going on in that stadium um we uh, a lot of students felt that that wasn't their pace though so they still wanted to be out there they wanted to protest they wanted to voice their concerns um which was awesome too just to be able to see students get out there and be really hands-on um and and i respect their decision you know i I respect their um inability to just kind of go sit in a stadium for a bit Uh, i personally was in the stadium uh during that time i was in there for a little bit and i got some pictures you know i hung out (laughs) and but uh, i mean me as uh, you know, I, I speak on the radio every day and, you know, on social media and stuff. I wanted to I wanted to have the experience of both. And I wish yeah. I could have stayed longer. But I went out there and I was like, man, this is like I've been, um, you know, I was in I was in France last year. And I, you know, there was a, a, a Palestinian, you know, protest, an occupation protest. Ooh. I mean, we were just walking yeah. through. I, I think we were by the Bastille. I don't know. Anyway, okay. that's not important. That's that sounds super braggy. Um <laughs> We were just walking through the street. We had just like walked through some palace or something. I don't know. Oh no, we were in London. Excuse me, we we're in London. Ooh, and worst city. Um, worst city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were walking through London, and this protest came through. And all of this was very. It, it was very reminiscent. Like it was a very real thing out yeah. there. And there was. I mean, there was SWAT with with shields and riot control. And I was like, man, this is intense. Yeah. This is you know my in my four year five years. At the university, this was never a thing. Like, that never happened. And, you know, I guess it's just a, um, the that kind of culture where, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to get too political here, but I think that the past couple of years, people have gotten braver about, yeah. um, their intolerant speech. You know, you know, just, they're not afraid to say some things n- anymore, which, you know, is good and bad. I think it's bad because I hate that that's uh, that exists. You know, it sucks. Like, I don't like it, there's just so many good examples of people having sitting down and having great conversation who aren't who don't come from the same viewpoint. And I think that that happens way more often than we see. And I think people do know that it happens, but it's just so aggravating to see. You know, all of, you know, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, whatever, just these shock and awe people that come and they're just abrasive. But I think it's also good that that stuff is being brought to light and people aren't living in the ignorance of that doesn't exist anymore because it does exist. And it doesn't make our world any worse of a place than when we didn't think that it existed. It's just, okay. now we have something to work towards of making sure that people are informed and that they have resources and that they have you know, places that they can go to learn about why this isn't okay or about this standpoint and viewpoint. And, and, and I'll, I, I always try to find the silver lining and always, and you know, it, um, like in her, uh, natural disasters, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? Mr. Rogers, um, always look for the helpers Oh, yeah. is what he said. And like, even when, you know, it's a man-made thing, like, you know, Richard Spencer coming in and being an idiot, uh, there were so many good things that came out of that. Oh, yeah. You know, I think our campus really did come together and united. And I think that we have seen, a, you know, and 
your, you know, what you've been working towards, yep. your policy and all that. Yeah. No, we, we certainly have so many people that are helpers. And, and honestly, Richard Spencer isn't the only example we see of that here. You know, we've it's just, yeah, he's like, just the easy one to yeah. tag. Well, and not saying Richard Spencer's helper, but, uh, you know, that, yeah, exactly, <laughs> that yeah. example, you know, is uh, not the only time when we see those helpers. Um, you know, another one we see is whenever we had Hurricane Harvey come yeah. and, and hit Texas recently. Man, and I don't know how close to home that hit for you. That was hard. That was yeah. really hard and for me. Being from your area, I would imagine that that was probably a very yeah. intense thing for you. Um, so my family's kind of from um, north and then west and kind of like central Houston. Which part? Um, so, well, okay. So I'm from like Garden Oaks. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Then I've yeah. got family in Memorial, the Woodlands, and the Heights. So oh, okay, all, yeah. yeah. We're, we're yeah. just we're okay. all around that area. Um, and so we actually ended up faring kind of well. My family right, did. yeah. Yeah, I, we, we got really lucky on that. Um, but, you know, it was interesting because I, I have a close friend here who she's out in Orange, Texas, and, oh, and yeah. she was like, my whole house, just gone. Mm-hmm. And and, yep. and that's just, that was disappointing to see. And honestly, Texas A&M did a lot of Man. stuff behind the scenes and I, I and stuff I, I can't talk about right now. Um, but, but. Ooh, juicy. No, no. Well, no, and it's, it's wonderfully juicy, actually, because we had. Um, administrators that went way out of their way yeah. and they donated a lot of their own personal funds That's um, awesome. to students secretly just to be able to help them um, and, and to make a change because they're like, there's only so much we can do, yeah. you know, from a university standpoint. Yep. So they expanded all that they could do there and then they went and, and then they started using so much of their own personal resources. It, it was amazing. Um, and, and obviously we have our chancellor uh, who is the, as we call the Harvey czar. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, Chancellor Sharp's the Harvey czar. Yeah. Um, so he's in charge of making sure everything gets pieced back together. But um, as is uh, truly Texan, we argue about, uh, we, we keep getting caught in arguments about, like, what is the role of government in this recovery? Um, and something interesting is certain parts of recovery, and, and I'm not going to be able to speak too clearly on this, but um, basically, if the state's trying to implement a plan to uh, recover from Harvey, every single county has to say that they're okay. Sign off it. on it, yeah. So even if yep. one ends up, yeah. And so have you heard about this? No, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think I, I think I, I have an idea. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you should. I mean, it, it, it makes sense in Texas. Uh, yeah. And, and so... Sounds um, just and, about right. Yeah, and so that's kind of what one of the things that they're running to right now is apparently is, is the fact that they're trying to implement some stuff, but they're struggling with that, so they're getting caught in, you know, state politics, and then we have people that just need help. You yeah. Know? I mean, um, they're still living without... You know, they're yeah. living with, you know, nothing but the support beams in their house. They have yeah. no walls. You know, they have the outer walls, but... You know, ever you can see through to the other side of the house because there's no walls in there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I think the New York Times actually did a really good mm-hmm. uh, video on it uh, that they posted a few weeks ago. I totally recommend going up and looking that up. Um, fantastic video. It, it just goes in depth into one of the suburbs out in Houston, mm-hmm. um, kind of follows that around. But we had a lot of students here that were really engaged, and, and we had a group that actually came to me and they're like, hey, we want to make something happen. Beat the hell out of Harvey. Man, yeah. I could not be happier. With those guys, because I got to work a lot with them. Yes, man, I was I was so proud as an alumni and someone that lives in this community. I was just man, I I can't speak high enough about those guys. They are amazing, killing um, it. They, I, I think they first approached me. I it was maybe like eight p.m. one night, and I was just <laughs> I was in the middle of my winding down time, and so typically I'm not out of the office by eight p.m. I typically go in at eight a.m. Then I'll take like a lunch or maybe like an extended lunch from like noon to three, and then. Um, that's usually when I'll get some of my like classwork done and stuff. Right. And then I won't get out of the office till about midnight. And so it's 8 p.m. I just God. happen to be, yeah, oh, I know. Um, and so then uh, I, it was 8 p.m. I'd gotten off early that night. Everything was great. I felt like my life was together. Um, and so I was like, I need to relax tonight. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. So I go home. I cooked myself a nice dinner. <laughs> um, I'm sitting there in my pajamas watching TV. Everything's good. And then I get a phone call from an unknown number. So I that can't of course go to pick it up, and and um, I'm I'm like, what is this? What is this call? And and whenever I go to pick it up, um, it's Greta, uh, one of the leaders from Beat the Hell to Harvey, one of the founders from it, and she's like, Bobby, a lot of us are very impacted by Harvey, and we want to help. Yeah, what can we do to help? And so um, she just, you know, she didn't care those eight p.m. because uh, she she was ready to go after and she was ready to start helping and uh, causing change. And um, I gave her some suggestions that night, but I was like, "You're gonna have to give me some time to figure out what I can do for you." Yeah. Um, but you know, by the time I got back to her again, she had made so much progress. And, and every time I kept looking back, she and the other people with them beat the hell out of Harvey had kept making progress. It was it was ridiculous how much they did. And um, I, I tried to help them with all the 
you know, with all the things that I could, but, you know, going through the university was a bit of a red tape issue. So that was, yeah. that was kind of hard at times, but they, they really took it and ran with it. It was amazing to see what they did. Well, that's what, I mean, and what you were talking about earlier with the, you know, when it's, when it's concerning government, mm. you have to go through all kinds of, you know, <laughs> oh, we want to give a hundred thousand dollars to this, this cause or whatever. Okay. Well, it has to go through all these checks and has to do all these things, whatever. Oh, yeah. And when a private citizen does it, it's just like, all right, here's the money. Oh, yeah. And that's the beauty. I mean, I, I kind of learned that because I used to work for the university. Um, and, and I and I just know plenty of people that when it's government, it, it takes time. Just yeah. it, You just have to go through, through all these checks. But when it's private sector, you get things done so quick. Um, and there's and there's I mean, obviously, there's good and bad things um, about each, you know, or, there, you know, positive, <laughs> neg- not good and bad. things. There's, there's positive and negatives of working, you know, with the, with that government structure and, you yeah. know, in, in the private sector, same thing. But yeah. Yeah, the work that A&M did, that Beat the Hell Out of Harvey did, um, and that really College State, and it was nice, it was, as me, like, this is my home, like, I work every day um, at the, you know, at the radio station and and volunteering, you know, doing stuff in downtown Bryan, working on the homeless stuff and, you know, volunteering around town, you know, our Christmas Angels program, whatever it is, you know, this is what my day-to-day is, like, my day-to-day is the, is, you know, working on the stability and the betterment of you know, the Brazos Valley, mm. but Houston's home, man. Like yeah. that's, it, it was hard because I used to be on a radio station down there and I was on a morning show and we, you know, I was on there for on and off better part of three years um, before I moved back up here. Um, but the state, you know, it was like, everyone was on high alert. Every radio station down there was no longer an entertainment station. Like the music was there just to fill time while, the broadcasters were figuring out what they had to report on next. It, it mm-hmm. went from entertainment to this is an emergency broadcast system now. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because you hear and you hear all this, all the radio stations working together. You know, the, your, your your country station is working with your rock station is working with your <laughs> rap station. And it's yeah. it was I have I, I just couldn't fathom that that was happening in Houston. And I felt a lot of guilt because I left. And I mean, I, it, there's no re. I mean, it, I left oh, for course. life reasons. Like I left to yeah, take no, a job. Yeah. Like it's no, it's not like I, you know, ran off because I was, you know, whatever. But it was just I left. I wasn't there. Like that's my home, and I wasn't there. And it was so just disparaging to watch just people getting pulled out of their houses and boats, and like neighborhoods that I, you know, have been in and that my friends lived in. And it was just like holy crap. Like this is my. This is my community. Like, this is my home on TV, underwater. Thankfully, my Lake Jackson, my parents were, well, half their neighborhood got flooded, but luckily they escaped. But it was still like, you hear, uh, you know, a guy that used to come on our radio show, he had a two-story house and uh, up to his ceiling. And his first story was completely underwater. Had to get, you know, renovated. Again, everything's ruined when it's, you know, when water stays there. And childhood friends' houses, you know, gone. But it was just that feeling of helplessness up here. That was like... Oh man, I'm like an hour north. I can get in my car and go down there. But what good am I really gonna yeah. do? You know. And I had, I did have friends that were, you know, volunteer police officer, volunteer firefighters, and people that were training to be police officers, former EMTs that did get boats and went down there. And I asked my boss, I was like, Hey, can I take off work tomorrow and just go? It's you know, like tomorrow's Friday. Like, let me just go. Yeah. And he goes, No, like this is a growing point for you. And I think a lot of people in College Station felt this too, is this is a growing point for you. You're here and you have the ability to find ways for other people to help. Like mm. there's people in the community that want to buy diapers and want to yeah. donate old blankets and clothes and that stuff needs to get done. You are in a position where you have the voice to broadcast and tell them what to do. Exactly. And I felt like there was a lot of people that I talked to at the university that were in that same situation. A lot of people in student government... Um, the beat the hell out of Harvey people too, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it was just a lot of, you know, we, we candy 95 where I work and Brian broadcasting and KBTX and newspapers and everyone, like we all kind of just banded together. Cause it was that, wow, we need to help someone. Like we need to help our brothers. Like it's Houston. Like we're going to be a suburb of Houston <laughs> in like three years, yep. you know, Wellburn's going to be annexed into, into <laughs> Houston, in the Harris County and, and a matter of the newest Cypress subdivision. A no, decade. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it was just, it was really encouraging. So one part of you coming on here was, I, I was going to say, 
thank you for everything you did because that hit really close to home. There was a couple nights. Well, there was one night in particular where we kind of were out of it. Like it was a month or two after and things had kind of started to slow down and I hadn't taken a break really since Mm -hmm. then. And I was talking to one of my friends and I was really upset. And I finally finally figured out like that's why I'd been upset because of you know, a hurricane blew yeah. away half the city. It's interesting half how emotions home. work. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> Just ugly tears. Ugly yeah. tears after that. Oh, that's um, harsh. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah. well, but, but the, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like, Richard Spencer comes here, and it's really aggravating because this is our home, and he disrupts it. But we see um, more conversation than ever happening on A&M's campus. Yeah. And around College Station, and really, there was a lot of news that national news that was centering around us mm-hmm. and around our students, a conservative university yeah. protesting the conservative Thanos, <laughs> like the Thanos of conservatism <laughs> is on our campus. And, you know, we're, yeah. you know, our, our people are protesting up and saying, no, that's hateful. yeah, exactly. That's and I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's wonderful. I, w- I mean, I don't I wouldn't say that I lean conservative, <laughs> but I was like. Thanks, guys. Appreciate no, and, you. And, and that's that's the magic of this world. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think sometimes we don't know how to have conversations. That's one good thing about <laughs> technology is that is that we're growing in our capabilities and, you know, likelihood to have those conversations. Just don't have it on Facebook because um, that's not going to end well. Well, actually, well, I don't know. <laughs> Today I shared a video of a sloth, I think. A baby sloth on my Facebook video. Or on Bruh. Facebook page. Yeah, it was, I, I, I have this no animal policy, uh, policy on my Facebook. I usually don't share animal What kind of terrible videos. policy is it, that? So I, I look at them. I look at them and I'll share them privately with my friends. There but I usually go. don't okay. share them on my wall, but today I f- there's this baby sloth. It the was, world needs this yeah, it sloth. Was, it was bundled up in like to- in towels. I was like, there's no way I can't. So I, of course, had to share it. But, um, you know, outside of that, Facebook is a great means for, for having communications. Um, and, and people struggle with it because sometimes they are very cruel and they get so detached oh, from it. Oh, the keyboard but, warriors. Yeah, the keyboard warriors. We all, we all know what they are and, and we've seen them in action. But um, I... I have seen. Sometimes you you can look hard. And it's actually usually on Twitter is where I see these conversations take place the most. I see, you know, sometimes there will be a lot of debate on Twitter and people like to make their memes or, you know, whatever. and and avoid. Yeah, people love their memes on Twitter. Reason I'm on Twitter. Um, But I do see a lot of constructive conversations come out of Twitter. It's it's actually really nice. So I I do think that social media is something that you can work with. You just have to make sure you know um, what you're doing, you know. But yeah. One thing that I it's this you know, I guess it was about a year. Yeah, it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in College Station on Candy 95 on the radio for, I think it's going to be like three. It was either last week or next week or something for about three years now. Congrats. So 2050, thank you. Um, Twenty. It's the longest job. Now it's the longest job that I've. No, 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 no. no. I worked. At, I worked at Twelve Man Productions for three oh. and a, no, for four, for almost exactly four years. So oh, wow. I got, I got another year here before I top that one. But it was a year ago. Um, and I, I remember, well, I guess like Jeff Pickering's election really wasn't that bad, but man, student body president elections have just gotten vicious. So there's actually, um, I, I get where you're coming from. On I'm, not, I, I'm not, I like, yeah. I get it. Like this no. is people take their, I mean, it's college. Yeah. You're supposed to <clears throat> gain as much as you can. And I learned from the radio world that you got, you got to be a great, you got to fight for yourself or no one else will. So I get that there, there's like, a, you know, you got to look at standing up for yourself versus, you know, playing dirty. Right. Um, okay. And, and so we actually have a saying in student government that it, it's one year on one year off in terms of, you know, is this year going to be a doozy or not? Right. Um, so my year had been lined up by the fates to be a doozy <laughs> year. It was it was an on year and everyone Cue knew Cue Duel of the Fates. No, yeah, be- before, before anyone even knew who was... <laughs> I love that. Uh, before anyone even knew who was running, um, they they all were saying to themselves like, okay, this is the year because last year was an easy one so we know that this next one's going to be a hard one, right? Um, and, and then so is it shaped up to be, you know, that's just how it was. But, you know, past SVPs have reached out to me and from, you know, maybe back in like the 80s and the 90s and they're like, no, look, we, we had a we had a struggle ourselves with this. We, we also, you know, had a pretty intense race and and it was you know a scandal at the time but then you look back at it and you laugh um but you know i i would agree we some of these elections can get pretty messy and it's not i don't like that i don't like it when these things i don't either but it does make for an interesting uh local timeline because for me so we had a we had our digital our digital meeting this week and you know we go over our website stats and 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what posts are really hitting? Are we doing too much of just like memes? Which I don't have a problem with. You can never do too many memes. Come on. Oh my gosh, that American Chopper meme that's been going around? What? Have you seen it? Uh -uh. The American Chopper meme? Did you ever watch American Chopper? No, I've been on Yodel Kid lately. Okay. (laughs) Yodel Kid's great. I love Yodel Kid. But he's he's the real popular one, but Kyle knows. We American uh, Chopper. Oh, oh, where they're yelling. It's like it's like the four panels because I used to watch American Chopper all the time. It was Paul, Paul Senior, Paul Junior, and they always got in fights. You could tell it was totally fabricated. They throw chairs and stuff, but that one's been great. Um, (laughs) I love it. No, but anyway, so we're going through our digital social meeting, checking, you know, what what what's good, what works. Every single time, it's like, okay, what 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 was our um, what was our top post on Facebook or Mm -hmm. on Twitter? Well, and on the website. So what's drawn in the most hits? Facebook, Twitter, and website. It's always local content. And mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with Facebook's algorithm because we get a we get a whole lot of uh, basically, a, I think it's something, I, whatever. I'm not going to bore you with stats. Anyway, a lot of people come to our website through Facebook. Okay. And we noticed that Facebook has really leaned towards um, local content uh I think that their algorithm pumps it out more okay. or whatever. But local content always does the best on our website. That's where we get our, our most hits. So our Facebook uh, posts do the best. And really the majority of our Twitter audience is mostly uh, people that are local. And so people are more interested when it's, oh, it's another radio station talking about Lady Gaga and yeah. whatever. No, it's like, oh, what did the Blue the Blue Angels flew over College Station today? That's so cool. <laughs> Click on this link and you oh, can see yeah. all the video. And which People was, are all over Which that. was really cool. Yeah. But anyway, so point being, last year, student body president elections are really great local content because it's like, <laughs> what, what, what is going on on campus right now? Yep. Um, and so there was a bunch of, you know, all I remember is Rick Perry, Glow Sticks, um, <laughs> and then you, which, yeah. oh, snap, my mic's falling over. Um so yeah, Glow Sticks, Rick Perry, and you. And yeah. you made a lot of headlines. I went back and I saw, I forgot GQ did a freaking article on you. I love GQ, man. Uh, I'm yeah. super jealous. Yeah, uh, GQ's actually fantastic. Um, we're He's friends with him. My, no, he's, no, he's, no. Uh, he texts no. him all the time. No, it's this journalist. Her name's Lauren that I know at GQ. Um, and to be quite honest, she's, the fa- she's my favorite interview I've ever given. We're yeah. up for an award next, next. week at the GLAAD Awards. Um, so, uh, GLAAD. You mean, you mean it, she's going to be your second favorite um, interview? I'm sorry? No, okay. She's yeah. going to be she's, your she's second, second favorite, favorite interview. Yeah, Thank so you. I was no, just no, talking in the no, past. No, I'm just kidding. It's GQ. This is way better than no, the, than no, the five people that'll be Lauren. watching this. All right, I'm going to tell Lauren. I'm like, I'm so sorry my allegiance is with Casey. Uh, I can't. Um, at any rate, um, but yeah, so we're up for an award uh, with Glad Awards uh, next That's week awesome. on, on this. So I'm really pumped for that. Um, you know, hopefully, because her her piece of journalism was just great. It, it was just amazing. It, it kind of, you know, it was. In, it was very good. Yeah, it, it just dug into personality very well. It, it just kind of also added a bit more of a human light. And, and of course, you know, sometimes journalists or, you know, it, it's difficult to get every single fact straight unless yeah. you're living that reality. So there's some, you know, minor tweaks and details that we could make with it but um overall fantastic article i'm really lucky to just be able to work with her um and and you know i i've had a good time overall i think with the journalism um and, and just the journalists that i've been able to work with um you know it's 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 i'm, I'm lucky I'm, I'm very lucky in all of that it was definitely an interesting time um going through all that because you know you're, you're just a college student trying to help the campus <laughs> yeah and then trying uh, to trying to live a, a normal yeah. student life well i guess you're signing up as well, a student yeah, I mean, president I, to not live a normal life but you, i mean so, yeah. but you don't expect it to that level right yeah you you're like okay i want to be student by president i understand there's some stuff to it um but then this just comes out of nowhere i'm telling you nowhere um i think it was maybe i like the drama happened it started on the Friday, and I didn't find out. I got an email from the student government saying, oh, hold on, we're having some problems today. I got that email maybe at like 6.30 p.m. on Friday. Right. And I was like, I know this isn't about me because I would have been told already, you know, right. individually because it was an email sent to everyone like, hey, one of y'all has a problem, so we're taking a step back for a few days. And the, uh, um, Okay, real quick. We're talking about the election, the issue with the election. Yeah, right? the okay. issue with the election. Let's, yeah, and let's so, go through that, and then yeah, uh, then, no, no, then no, we're no. going to move move around to another point. But yes, no, the, yeah, because this is interesting. Because I don't, I don't, I was just no, like, all fine. right, glow sticks and brick Perry. Nito, yeah. go ahead. Basically, we we just had we person had a double disqualification and yeah. they had to work through that and so there's all the trauma for it and it was really drawn out because of the way student government runs and just all of the horrible things about it um but yeah that that was just a I, I knew then i was like i'm getting into something at this point and it was it was <laughs> it was so great <laughs> I, I i say so great in the sense of 
I am a journalist in a sense of ways of I'm more of a local reporter journalist. Like I'm, I'm not really writing a lot of. It's a 24-hour news cycle for me. I'm not writing a lot of hard-hitting Pulitzer Prize pieces here. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, um, Post Malone is releasing a new album this week, um, and this happened on campus. So, so between Rick Perry getting involved with whatever happened in the, in the election, I don't really care. But the other piece uh, that was so cool to report on was you and. The fact that you were Texas A&M, Texas A&M, traditionally a conservative university, mm-hmm. uh, its first gay, openly gay student body president. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. It was so cool. I mean, there's just so many things that are on A&M's, you know, as a student of Texas A&M, I really enjoyed my time here. It was awesome. But you go anywhere else and it's like, oh, you're that university. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Okay, here we go. But I was like, here is, uh, you know, and we, and we watch the, the student body president elections because what else do we have to do in Bryan College Station? You know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> but, it was, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, watching it, I was like, wow, here's this well-spoken Texas born and raised kid. Run, you know, I love his platforms. I love what he is wanting to do. He's openly gay. I'm like, man, this is such a great step for our university. I was like, and the support that you got mm-hmm. is then the other thing is, you know, we have Richard Spencer come out. Student body comes out in a great way, reacts mm-hmm. in such a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurricane Harvey comes through and students react in such a great way. A&M has this reputation of being a not friendly not friendly campus towards, and I, uh, I, I is it LGBT? LGBTQ. It, do I need to add a plus? Um, I don't. So I don't know what. To, I don't know what to. Put depends after on that. what circle you're in, but you can just say LGBTQ. That okay, that LGBTQ. Yeah. We have a, a reputation of not being friendly, and here is Bobby Brooks, who has is running for student body president as an openly gay man, and the support. I was like, this is awesome. I was like, this is such a great step for us it's a great opportunity for everyone to show support for you Mm. and to really be like hey you know rest of the world texas this is really not what you know we are not what our reputation and what other people say about us yeah no well one of the first things i actually try and impress upon people is the fact that texas is a great state we've got really good people here we've got really friendly people here um we've got people that believe in respect and hard work and all these things and so whenever i look at this and i look at the identity of what i perceive to be texas or this texas ethos right you know like like what what makes a texan um I don't see things that say we shouldn't dislike LGBTQ people, yeah. right? Um, and, and the thing is, I know that too. I know that a vast majority of Texans don't dislike LGBTQ people. Yeah, it, um, it, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just you, like, oh, yeah, oh, you're gay, cool. Yeah, well, mind you, so, okay, so like I got my death threats from Texans. Like, I was I, about I, to say. Yeah, I was like, I was like so <laughs> I, I, there, there are definitely exceptions to that rule where people actually do feel like genuinely hateful towards that. Yeah. Um, so so I got my death threats. I still get hate emails all the time. It's kind of funny Whatever. at this point. I, I read them out loud to my team and we laugh. Man, um, <laughs> if, if you didn't have, like, if you weren't representing an official, like, government entity, the the viral videos you can make just reading those sometimes i would love to Man. go off on people um but but i realize i'm like nope that's not what i'm here for this is not how i'm gonna progress love and acceptance in this state you know um sometimes <laughs> people deserve to be you know just popped off on but um yeah, yeah we'll, i will not do it i will Boy. i bite my tongue so often with yes this. but it's okay because i it, it's good because you know I'm, I'm just being petty in the moment and then afterwards i'm like i'm glad i held my tongue um but you know i i'm like when I when I talk to Tex, I'm like, no, look, like you don't actually believe in disliking me because of who I am. Like you're just un, you're just not used to this. Like you've been told that you're not supposed to like this, but you've never actually interacted yeah. with that. And so I'm actually really thankful because you know obviously we have our story of our of you know the the 
the bad, the good, and then the best. And so the bad, obviously, is those death threats that we're getting and, and those hate emails that we'll still receive. And every time I go to an event, sometimes I might get some side eyes from people if they know I'm gay. Huh. Um, oh, yeah, still. still In town same. or just ever, anywhere? Uh, yeah, no, in town, hmm. A&M events, random public events, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's usually like people on A&M campus are pretty good with me at this point. Um, it, it's usually some of like our higher-up donors or, or things like that yeah. where they're, okay. they're like, my money doesn't tell me I need to accept you. And so I... Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Now, yeah. Whenever I go to those events, I usually bring um, I bring one of my friends. She's an African immigrant, and she is just like she's like I'm. I'm proud to be African. I'm proud to be a woman. Um, so she she and I go great at these events together because we just laugh <laughs> when, because because she'll get I, she'll get looks too because she'll be the only black person in the room. Um, and, and then she'll yeah. oh yeah oh, man she'll be I the like only black you. person in the room and I'll be the only gay person in the room. And so I, I bring her because we both like can just laugh about everything together. We'll just sit there and we'll catch a certain pair of eyes or or my favorite thing is I'll, I'll say like how do you know nice to meet you what, what are you up to and and they'll oh young man it's a pleasure to meet you how are you doing blah 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 blah. Um, and then they'll ask my name and then I tell them, oh, I'm Bobby Brooks. And, and they're like, oh, <laughs> like, you're that one. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you can watch their eyes just kind of sink back into when their head. When they're like, yeah. oh, you're 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 the oh, gay person. Oh, yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. Um, and, and sometimes I'm like, are they mad at me because I'm gay or am I I'm just the political structure? I don't really know <laughs> at this point. I don't particularly care. Um, but it is. It's, it's definitely not because I'm white. I've got to figure this out. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I've got that going for it. Like, <laughs> in, in these rooms, at least. I'm like, I'm white, so I don't have to worry about these people going after that. <laughs> Uh, but but no but you know honestly my my friend she cracks me up because she's out there and she's she's used to it you know she she's raised and she's actually so she immigrated from um, Cote d'Ivoire uh, okay over, yeah Ivory Coast um, to to Brooklyn and then wow. yeah and then from Brooklyn down to Houston um, and so she was like yeah once I got to That's Texas I had to get used it, to that this is a lot of change yeah there's a bit of change there um, but yeah. but she's smart she actually just got accepted to NYU so she's, what up yeah and yeah she, she's living her life um, at any rate so we we have our fun so uh, that you know. That's the bad, but then we have right. our, we have our good where it's um, you know I, I can actually tell that uh, you know a, a mom will come up to me and cry and she'll be like thank you oh, so much for that's awesome because you know a, a, one thing that's interesting for me this year and one thing I didn't expect was a lot of parents actually will um, they'll they'll know their children are gay or their children have come out to them just recently right. and it's kind of a shock for them and they're still in high school and debating where they want to go for college and they're like a And M we think is a great school for them. Um, but we're worried about whether they'll make it. Yeah, and, and that's a very legitimate concern. A lot of LGBTQ people do not really do well at this school because you look at it. They and fear just not having a community, them. and they. It's not that they fear not or, having a community. It's that they come here, and they have to deal with slurs. They have to deal with harassment. Uh, they yeah, have to just hard. interact in a culture daily that's literally will sometimes say this is not for you. Like I think an email I got one time was. How are you supposed to be student body president and be an accurate representative of the student body if you're gay? There, yeah, I know the, the logic behind it's interesting. Um, he's like, "There's no way you can represent the straight people," and I'm like, "Well, there's no way the straight presidents could represent." Yeah, exactly. The, the queer. Like, yeah. And, okay. So, well, then the straight white president can't yeah, represent the black yeah, guy either. So, so you know? that was one of the people that would have been really easy to pop off on. You know. So, oh my god! You <laughs> but, oh. yeah, no, but biting my tongue on that one was really hard. I just took the email. Usually, <laughs> I just say, "I'm so sorry you feel that way." Please know that I'm still here to serve you. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, you just have that copy paste. I just do this. I'm not yeah. gonna run it. But it, it actually feels nice when you send that. And I'm Ooh. like, you just sent me so much hatred, and I can send you this email. Cheek, and bro. and the thing is, I believe that I'm still there to serve them. And and Good. it's nice whenever you vocalize it to yourself that you actually take yourself maybe a bit of a step back. So, um, yeah, so we have our bad, then we have our good God. of, like, the parents Oof. are trying to get their kids to come here. Oh, I know. I love it. Um, but then we have the best. And, and the best thing for me is whenever I see change in people. And yeah. because now we're in April, so we're at the end of my term. And, and I remember how people were last April, last May with me, and how they would treat me when we were in a room together. Mm-hmm. And then after they get trapped and forced to work with me for the over the course of a year— we have a very different relationship, and and I can tell that they've changed a lot of how they choose to treat people like me, mm-hmm. or maybe they just you know they they're afraid and unsure at the beginning, but now they feel comfortable with it, and I know that that's going to affect someone positively in the future. I don't know what next. I don't know what the next LGBTQ person is that they'll right. interact with, but I know it's going to be a little bit easier because they got to practice with me. Yeah, and that per- um, and, and whoever that is is going to benefit from yeah. the growth that they've had with you. Yeah, and so ultimately, I you know I, I don't expect any of the change you know in, in quotations there that I have brought this year. I don't know if I necessarily expect to see that this year, mm-hmm. or if I expect to see that next year. I think 
it's going to become very apparent over the course of the next five. But it has to start somewhere. Of course. And, and well, we have those small incremental changes right now. Yeah. But but those, they're just small ripples right now in a pond. And it takes some time for the ripples to grow. Um, and and I, I really do believe in the pond that is Texas A&M, you know. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think we got a lot of growth to do. But being that first practice dummy, that first experience, right. that first story that people have heard about this, is important because we, we're still fighting for for recognition of you know like trans individuals on campus or or, or just any of the other people that are LGBTQIA plus you know yeah um, we we still have a lot of people in there that feel ignored by this campus on a regular basis and kind of get laughed at a lot and, and just like you don't belong here. well and I, I I feel like I feel like since I started mm. at A and M in 2010 and to and then now in 2018 I feel like now. I understand full well what I'm saying as like a white, straight Christian <laughs> okay. man. Go I get, I get what I'm saying. But I feel like the landscape for the gay or lesbian, male or female, has improved. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say is good or better, but I feel like it has improved from some of the things that I personally saw. Yeah. No, I can um, But I feel like the trans community is now is now the the not the target but it's now the it's still for those people that are um a little bit of smaller mind it it's still okay to to target and to, and to discriminate and to discriminate against those yeah. and that sucks because what what my parents taught me was whether you agree or disagree with someone whether it's political or lifestyle or whatever you have no right to treat them any any better or worse than you would your best friend. Yeah. That's they're like that's where you can agree or disagree but you cannot treat them yeah, horribly. horribly. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing is so many people teach their children to be polite and to do this and mind you I am not a perfect person. I'm going to no, put that yeah, disclaimer yeah, yeah. out there. I'm not a perfect person. Come talk to me. I'll list off I, yeah, examples I'm of not, me being a bad guy. Same I I don't um, always finish my pizza crust. I throw it away sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you know? So, yeah, sometimes Whatever. I go to bed at 12:01. Uh, not 12. Um no, but uh, you know, at any rate, um I don't always use soap when I wash my hands. Yeah. Ooh, that's okay. <laughs> we're going to evaluate that one. I'm sorry, boss. No. <laughs> no. Um but you know, we we have people that are like we preach that our our people, our children, and we're supposed to be very kind and good to people. But then whenever they're like, oh, this is a trans individual, they like, they're just kind of like, oh, they're asking for it. And, and you just sit there and you're like, what are you talking about? And, and I think the f- problem is a lot of times people haven't had the opportunity to interact with trans. And it's interaction. It's always interaction yeah. that people, it's not, that is what's holding them back. Yeah. It, a lot of my advocacy and, and something I strongly believe in and will always believe in is storytelling. That is the number one key to to changing people's hearts and minds mm-hmm. is sharing your experiences. Um, whenever I started working with GLAD and I had those interviews and I was in LA or NYC or DC doing all these things, um, I was able to meet with people whose stories were so, so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Because here in College Station and, and, and Brian and Belton and whatnot, I, I don't get to interact with a lot of people because being gay is scary enough. Yeah. You know, being gay is scary enough. And, and so a lot of people that are in even a more socially reprehensible category than just being a gay white male. Right. Um, they, they won't share their stories. They won't let on who they really are. I, mm-hmm. I can guarantee anyone listening right now that there are people around you that you do not know uh, that, that are a part of the community. And, and it's something that scares some people, but it's something that I think we need to be aware of is the fact that there are people um, – there are people in my life uh, that I don't know, but uh, I can almost guarantee you are this way. And it happens all the time. I'll have friends that will come out to me and, and you know, they, they, they're maybe years away from telling the rest of the world or even maybe truly accepting themselves for yeah. what they are. Um, but it, it just reveals to you like, oh, my goodness, there's so many people. But whenever I started interacting in these spheres in L.A. and uh, NYC, um, I was meeting these people who were very comfortable. And, and they're from cultures where they were allowed to embrace that a little bit more. And so they are a little bit more advanced in their storytelling and, and sharing and their confidence in who they are. Um, and, and so that really rocked my world because um, it reminded me that I'm still just a small drop in the bucket for this LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. Um, and there's a lot more people and they need a lot more help, um, you know, in, in terms of advocacy and they need people to listen to them. Um, that, that's just been something that's been really interesting for me uh, to focus on and to learn and kind of just be like, you know, smack across the face like, 
wake up like the world is a lot bigger than you and even me over here thinking that i'm you know changing the world of texas and yeah. that i'm that i'm already something crazy i'm kind of something not crazy and, and 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 that's kind of the magic of the whole thing is that this world's a lot bigger it's a lot more complicated than i think we can really understand right now um or maybe you ever understand and 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 you know it just the first thing we need to do when we approach each day is to understand how small we are. Uh, and, and that's probably the only way to really avoid going wrong. Well, I think you said a lot of, a lot of things that I thought were really, really interesting. And I think that hopefully, you know, I would love for this to get a couple hundred thousand views. Hey, um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, I hope that I'll, people will hear this, um, and start to kind of explore those thoughts a little bit. And maybe and maybe you think that you are a really progressive person. But, okay, where can you do better? Because, that, I mean, I guess that's a personal philosophy of mine is, yeah. is if you're – like there's times where you can take a breath and you can sit there. But if you're – whether it's, it's career or relationships or whatever, if you're not actively seeking to grow – then you're really taking steps backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be thinking that you're standing, you're you're just taking a, a standstill or whatever, but you're really regressing because you're not taking the potential time that you have to move forward. And so I, I, I've really enjoyed, you know, and I, I I follow all major known personalities in the Bryan College Station area, you know, whether it's, you yeah. know, someone in the news, student body presidents, athletes, coaches, yeah. professors that are doing cool things. Um uh, you know, other radio personalities, um, <laughs> you know, I always try to, to watch just what everybody's doing. And it's been really fun to watch you because you are, you challenge the stat- status quo for a lot of people. And like you said, like there's people that you've seen the growth in, like mm-hmm. your interactions with them have changed and it's mm-hmm. going to be easier for the next person mm-hmm. that isn't like them mm-hmm. that they interact with. And I have really enjoyed watching that because like, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, this all ties in really well is this community has been growing. This community has had so many like just smacks, smack in the face opportunities or, you know, instances where they've been smacked in the face and they've had to respond. And I've been so encouraged by this communities, whether it's helping those in natural disasters, fighting intolerance or growing with I mean, socially with what's going on in the world, like Mm -hmm. we are living in a much more connected space, you know, and opportunities for, um, you said earlier, like opportunities to find help and find community are there. You know, I rag on Facebook at work all the time. I hate, (laughs) I hate Facebook, man. I do. I do like getting people riled up. Like we we did a story about, uh, uh, daycare workers feeding kids melatonin gummy bears to make them go to sleep. Oh no. (laughs) Oh my gosh, man. The parent parent reaction was so good. But (laughs) while like we do stir the Facebook stirs the pot, like you do have so many great communities that are connected Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the online community has connected, um, you with other SEC schools that, you know, you, I'm sure you work with all the time, you know, that's the, I mean, not just cell phones, but online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, FaceTime, we can sit there and, 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 and have actual real time conversation. You can see the facial recognition. You get even more, you know, you get more of that nonverbal communication because of what we're doing. And that is, I think, so important for, you know, these students that are feeling like they are cut off from a community or the community is really small and but there's so many great mm-hmm. resources i have someone that works in student counseling services which don't even get me on that freaking soapbox of <laughs> they're in oh, a yeah. trailer that that's a whole right problem. now i was out there today and, and i was just walking around in disbelief i was like oh, oh yeah no, this is happening oh yeah. yeah but anyway student services somebody get them a permanent building please um we're almost there yeah uh but you know student services they're all i mean they have that uh, the the helpline and they have so many opportunities online where you can you know find help and find and find community in so many great ways um so i guess you know one of the really exciting things of coming back bringing cat chats back it's been a couple it's been a couple weeks and our last (laughs) podcast was definitely not this productive i think we talked about I talked about getting iced on the last podcast. It's been a couple weeks, but <laughs> never I, a bad time. I literally, I literally started the podcast by getting iced, and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna have a serious 180." What with, a great podcast! Get out of here. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually got a text from a friend that was listening to that last episode, and he goes, "I'm really disappointed in you." <laughs> <laughs> like a like, good yeah. friend. Yeah. I was like, "Well, lucky for you, yeah. we have a great episode coming up." But 
you know, bringing back this this podcast, and this is the format where I'm going, where we might not have as intense of a conversation as we had on every podcast. I think, you know, next, you know, the next one is going to be we're gonna. I'm talking to Stucky. Oh, yeah. He just had an EP release. Stucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Audio crowd favorite. Yeah. Audio yeah. producers having to chime in, but uh, you know, I'm going to talk to Stucky. He had an album release, but you know, I think for the third time now. The, bringing this podcast back, I was like, I want to do something cool. Like, I want to, I want to talk to people that that I would never normally talk to on the radio because I don't have long form interviews. Um, and I, I, for some reason, I was just like, Bobby already said he would, so <laughs> he's my first victim. Yes, yeah, I was like, like all right, so like, let's reach out to Bobby. You said yes, and I immediately was like, I cannot wait to have this conversation yeah. because. I knew just from being someone that also has a platform and I get hate, but I knew that I could just from being where I was and watching just the election, I was like, Bobby is going to have some awesome stories about awful people. And I know, and I know cause I've seen it. I've been a part of it. You know, I've seen the growth that you've helped instigate in this community. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not always, been, I can, I, I, it's not hard oh, yeah. to tell. That, it, hard there's to no see. way that it's been easy for yeah. you like this whole time. But I can tell just by sitting here for an hour that you've also had some great stories and you've had some, you've had some growth out of it. You've helped oh, yeah. definitely helped other people grow in this community grow. That's the goal. So thanks for that. Glad to help. <laughs> I'm really glad. But to yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that you agreed to come on. Um, you know, I'm hoping that a lot of people listen to this and even if, you know, it's just, a, it's just a reassurance of the world's good. Yeah. Awesome. But hopefully that this does challenge some people to see a little bit more of what's going on around them or it encourages people that, oh, you know, there definitely are some great things happening, you yeah. know. So thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. What, um, give us everything that you want. It, well, you got something going on in the next couple months, social media. What What do you want people to know? Of course. Um, so, you know, as, as I'm transitioning out, uh, I, I'm looking to actually probably get a little bit involved over the course of the summer with cool. some uh, advocacy here in the state of Texas for maybe foreign affairs or, or maybe looking at LGBT rights. Um, so, you know, just usual run-of-the-mill stuff. Um, but but I think I wouldn't uh, be okay with leaving this podcast, this, this conversation, yeah. um, unless I gave a bit of a message out there to, um, anyone who is in the LGBTQ community who may be kind of questioning themselves, might be unsure. Um, I, I just want to let you know that, um, I understand life can be really confusing at times. Um, and especially if, if you're here in the Bryan College Station area or in Texas, um, might be hard to find resources, help, um, I just want to let you know that uh, if you ever need a friend or just anyone to reach out to talk to, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on social media, and I'd be glad to talk to you and, and help support you. Of course, all anonymously, but um, just just know that there are people out there that will support you um, and, you know, do it at your own pace. And thanks for listening. But that's that's my message. Good. That's yeah. awesome. And um, what are social media? What, where can people find Social you? media. You can find me on Facebook. I'm going to be at Bobby Brooks. Um, my Twitter is going to be at Robert Brooks 26. My last name does not have an E in it. Um, and then Instagram is Bobby underscore Brooks underscore. And, and so those are all my social media. You can grab me on any of those. I usually follow back. I like to keep updated with the world. Um, you see yeah. what's going yeah, on. No, yeah. I, I like to follow the world. I, I don't care too much about ratios or anything like that. I'm, I'm all about just paying attention to, you know, what's important. You're a better person than most of these, <laughs> most of these online social media personalities. Uh, yeah, well, I can't fault them, but this is life. No, well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You know, I'm sorry we took we took a lot more time than I expected, oh, but I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, look for the next episode coming soon. Make sure you subscribe uh, and look out for the next episode of Cat Chats coming soon. See you next time. Keep up with Catnip online at Mr. Catnip on Instagram. 